0: This is the Accounting Influencers Podcast with Rob Brown and Martin Bissett. With Rob Brown and Martin Bissett. It's another Saturday bonus episode, so add into all of the episodes you've listened to this week on the Accounting Influencers Podcast, Martin Bissett and I are continuing with our series called Why Didn't They Buy? And this is from the client's perspective, isn't it, Martin? We talk to a lot of accountants, give us a lot of excuses on why they don't win the client
1: and get the deal, but there's another side to the story. That's right. No theory here, guys. This is about what's actually happened. This is from the coalface, face, from the front line. What has happened when an accounting partner or practitioner has gone to see a prospective client who has expressed an interest in meeting with them to look at the possibility of changing accountants, and for whatever reason, that deal has not gone ahead. In this series, we look at the world of difference that exists between what the accountant says is the reason for it not going ahead and the real reason and how we bridge that gap.
0: And these segments have proven really popular with our accounting practitioner audience, which is ever-growing, because it's real-life stuff, and they've all got business development rules. They all are charged, if you like, with bringing in business to the firm, creating new opportunities, and it's a crime, isn't it, when they get called in by a potential new client. Everything is there on a plate for them, but it seems like they're making some basic mistakes. So what have you got for us this week, Martin? Well, this week,
1: we're in this one, I'm struggling to close the deal. For listeners who are, you know, have been following this series, you know I start with the accountant's perspective. And the accountant's perspective is they come to me and they say, Martin, you don't understand. That's always how the sentence starts. Martin, you don't understand. This one should have been in by now. But I'm just I'm struggling to close it. And the precursor to that, Rob, will have been that about three weeks ago, they will have said to me, "Ah, oh, Martin, that one's a done deal. Absolutely signed, sealed, and delivered. No question at all. Absolutely no possibility of that one falling through. Three weeks later, no, I just can't get hold of them. Oh, I just, sounds this, like this is ghosting a little bit, isn't it? Uh, that's a very modern term of you. You're down with the kids, aren't you? Yes, it is. It is ghosting. And, and here's what happens. So from the accountant's perspective, they're saying, I'm struggling to close the deal. I haven't, they haven't got back to me yet. Um, they're unresponsive. They're unresponsive, that sort of thing. I don't like to pester. That's a particularly British one for you. I don't like to be a nuisance. Sure, I'll phone them this time last year, and I'll phone them this time next year, and that should be plenty, and all that kind of thing. Well, here's the reality, guys. We go to the prospect, and we say, hi, uh, you met with our Mrs. So-and-so recently? Yeah, yeah, you did. And I believe the meeting went well? Yeah, yeah, it did. And I believe there was a proposal submitted as well for the possibility of working together? Yeah, yeah, there was. And I believe that as yet, you haven't decided to come across and join us as a client. Uh, That's correct, and we won't be doing either. (laughs) Ouch okay. And do you mind me asking why that is? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then you get variations. And here's some of the variations. During the course of the meeting, the accountant made me feel like it'd be an absolute privilege for me to do business with him. And I'm not interested in a relationship on that basis. Number one. Second variation. They said they were going to call back two weeks ago. It's been a month. Number three, they said they were going to get across some information to me. I'm still waiting for it. Number four, they did indeed follow up with me. But I didn't get back to them, and it's been weeks now, and now I feel bad. This is on me. So every time they phone now, I'm even more disinclined to answer it.
0: Other unfulfilled promises are available, but we get the gist that there's a lot of things that should have happened, promises that were made that didn't happen, and the accountant sees it very differently to the prospective client.
1: Yeah, and all of the the collective term for all of these in, in ancient sales world was Death Valley meaning that the initial meeting had gone very well. There was a clear fit. There was a clear sales opportunity. It had been progressed, and now we don't know what's happening. We don't know if they're saying yes or no. We don't know when they're saying yes or no. We don't know whether we should contact or back off. We're in death valley. We don't know what to do. It's radio silence. Radio silence, big time, big time. So if you've ever got into that situation or you know of a colleague who has, there is a very, very simple fix that we can recommend for you as added value on this show, guys, that will take care of this straight away. And that is the following rule or principle. Never, ever, under any circumstances, leave the meeting you're in, whether that's virtual or in person, without the next meeting being in the diary or schedule or calendar, depending on which territory you listen to us, to us in. OK, now, again, I get pushed back on this, Rob. And they say, well, Martin, you don't understand. They didn't want to set another meeting. They wanted to think about it first. Great. Then you pencil one in and say, I'll confirm it nearer the time. So you have a date in the diary and the more they push back against having another meeting, the more the accountant can be sure that they really haven't impressed in this first meeting. And there is no reason for a second.
0: So let's be a little bit prescriptive here, Martin, because our accounting practitioners that we talk to, and you and I do a lot of business development with professional firms, they want the actual words to say. So the scenario is that this has been a great meeting. We will send you the
1: proposal. How exactly should they word position in that next move? If, if it's face-to-face, I wouldn't even recommend the sending of the proposal. I re- recommend that that's what you bring with you on the next meeting. But the effective language to be employed here is, is this. So, Mr. Brown, may I call you Rob? So, Rob, we've got an opportunity here. I think it's fair to say that there is a clear fit between what you're trying to achieve as an organisation and, and what we here at Bisset uh, and Co. can deliver. Um, What I'd like to do is go away, have a think about that, take a look at some of our existing client relationships, and put together what I believe hand on heart is the most appropriate way forward uh, for your business, Uh, from someone who's got an independent viewpoint, because I'm not involved with your business at this time. I'd like, if I may, to return with those findings and for us to go through the the document with any of the decision makers that may be involved in the business and reach a conclusion at that next meeting one way or the other as to how you wish to proceed. Is that reasonable? That is so hard to say no to because I wanted to push back to you
0: and say, well, no, we just want a price. We just want a fee. We just want a submitted proposal. But you then take yourself out of it with the power. You're just hunting for the cheapest one you can
1: find absolutely so if they, if they do come back with that listeners by the way if they do come back with that and say, no we just want the price we say great well in that case you're not the right fit for us so i've misunderstood so let's go back to where i got it wrong yes very good okay simple as that um but then at that point after you've said does that sound reasonable that's a closed question it's going to get a yes or no response on that basis and let's assume it's a yes for the sake of the session and we say great when would be the most appropriate time for that to take place now, what's key in the psychology here, of is that we are now putting the control as to when this is going to happen into the arms of the prospect so that they don't feel pressured into some meeting too soon. They're going to tell us when it's going to be. But we have the control because we are prescri- prescribing what's going to happen. So we've already said that whenever this next meeting takes place, it's going to have a proposal in it. It's going to have all the decision makers in it. We're going to discuss it. And we're going to reach a conclusion whether it's a yes or a no the prospect gets to choose when that happens. And that makes
0: so much sense. What do accountants get wrong then, Martin? They end the meeting by saying, this is great, we'll send you a proposal.
1: And what else do they say after that? Generally, when the conversation runs dry, there's this little sound where they don't know where to go next. And so what happens is there's then a retreat and the retreat comes out like this. Well, uh, have a think about it and here's my card and call me. Or, "Well, uh, well, we'll meet next week at the networking meeting. Or, well, if you kind of care to send your books and records across, I'll take a look at those and come back with my thoughts in due course. I'll Come back to me after you've seen our proposal if you want to take it further. Or, I'll tell you what, now that I've made you encouraged about working with us, I'll now let you go as cool as possible to give me as little chance as possible of actually winning you as a client.
0: It sounds amateurish, really. It's criminal that it happens. So, Martin, just wrap this one up for us. We are in a situation where they didn't buy because it went dry. Promises were made that weren't kept. The loops were not closed. The next step wasn't outlined. What's the hard hitting message to accounting practitioners here to get these deals closed and over the line?
1: don't lose control of the process of sale. Never leave the meeting without the next meeting being scheduled. If there is significant resistance to a second meeting, you haven't done a good enough job. And unfortunately, I've dealt with a number of literalists in my time who've heard me say first and second meeting. So if it goes to a third, they then say, well, we didn't know what to do. So let me rephrase it. If you're in your 19th meeting, don't leave it without getting the twentieth. Okay. The next one, every single time, even when you've won them as a client, when they say yes, and they sign whatever they need to sign in terms of permissions, and they give the professional clearance that you need to have, then we we, um, schedule the first session with the client or the next action. At no point can the prospect be in any doubt as to what's going to happen next, when it's going to happen, and who's accountable.
0: We cannot say it any clearer than that, you wonderful accounting practitioners listen. So go out there, make the deals happen, close the loop and keep control of the sales process. Go and make something magic happen. Thank you, Martin. This is the Accounting Influencers Podcast with Rob Brown and Martin Bishop.